Welcome to the Love in Progress podcast, where we deep dive into steps to help you unlock an improved life, a life filled with peace, purpose, joy, and connection, one where you feel like you're bringing your best self into your relationships and influence as a leader. I am your host and educator, Nina, of all things Nina, and I'm here to be a guide to you in that process. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is a really important one. You probably have heard me reference the process of self-parenting, but I really want to dive into what exactly that looks like. And more importantly, why you should be doing this to yourself every day. (laughs) Here's what I want to say. We oftentimes go to our partners, even our children, our parents, uh, our best friends, and seek the validation of a parent. And that creates a codependency. It also creates a lot of emotional dependency on the individuals in our life that support us emotionally. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have an emotional relationship. It doesn't mean that you're going not going to confide in people or share your experiences or seek support and help and advice. But what I want to help emphasize in this podcast today is the importance of not needing those things to be able to work effectively through an emotional trigger, um, an emotional climate that may be trickier than usual, or just even your day-to-day stresses and worries. You're likely going to have everyday situations where you could use some validation emotionally, and I want to talk to you about how self-parenting can be that for you. So first off, just want to set the stage. This is not your partner's job. This is not your children's job. It's not your parents' job or grandparents or aunts or best friends to help diffuse your emotional situations. If you're an adult, if you are listening to this right now, I'm here to tell you that your emotional experience is 100% your responsibility. And when you understand that truly on a deep level, and begin to build aspects of self-trust, knowing that you can be the one to actually address those emotional needs, then, oh my goodness, (laughs) one, you're going to be happier. I know that. And two, people are going to like you a lot more because they're not going to feel this pressure to have to diffuse you in these heightened emotional responses. Any Office fans out there? Okay, I love The Office. One of my favorite episodes is when Andy is trying to comfort Jim and Jim (laughs) has this over-exaggerated emotional experience in the office where he's just beating himself up and having all this negative self-talk. And again, it's over-exaggerated. It's not truthful, but he's trying to show Andy what it looks like to have a negative relationship with a partner uh, being extra needy. And it's hard on Andy. It's also hard on Jim. (laughs) Imagine putting the people that you love and care about in that kind of position where your emotional volatility or distraught nature becomes something that they have to worry about. It becomes this element where they worry about your emotional state and how they can be the one to diffuse it. That creates a victim and a hero scenario, which we know if you've listened to a previous podcast episode that that is not the kind of relationship that we want. We want to be our own hero. We do not need other people to provide that emotional security 
validation, parenting, but that if we are an adult, we are the one that's here to parent ourselves. And I want to show you exactly how you can do that. So here's the easiest way I can explain it because we're looking at this as a self-parenting situation. I want you to just take a beat here and write some things down with me, or at least ponder on it. What emotions did you feel the most shame over in your childhood? Just take a second to think about that. And when you're thinking about that, what experiences do you still in this moment recall when you think of a negative emotion you're experiencing? Now, I don't want to transport you into a, like a heightened emotional response thinking about that. That is best processed with a therapist, especially if you do have some challenging experiences in your past. I just want to give you some love and grace for that. But chances are you can, on the top of your head, imagine some situations where you exhibited signs of anger and you had a parent, parent figure, sibling, whomever in your physical world react to you in such a way that you built a belief around the acceptability of experiencing that emotion. Let me give you an example. What happened when you were a child and you got angry over not getting a bowl color that you wanted <laughs> or a toy that you wanted to play with that your sibling was playing with, or you exhibited anger over, over having to go to a certain location that you didn't want to go to? How were you parented in that moment? And what's the story that you're telling yourself about when you feel that same emotion now as an adult? Hmm, that's interesting, isn't it? This is the kind of deep dive work that, ooh, just is so cool when you're doing this self-improvement journey, this self-love, this self-parenting journey, is you're you're going back through the timeline, not with the intention to get sucked into the vortex of negative thinking or of unideal situations. I know you have them. Even the trauma, goodness, we all have it in some way, shape, or form, and some in more severity than others. That's not the point. But what I do want to share with you is that likely there is something that you believe about certain emotions. What shame or embarrassment or guilt are you holding onto around certain emotions that gets elicited when you think about it? Or more importantly, when you actually experience that emotion, there's something so powerful about understanding that, about having an awareness to it that's going to call you towards the next steps of healing. It's so cool. It's hard at first, but oh my gosh, it's it's like you're a detective and you uncover a clue that's just going to help everything fall into place. Here are some of the emotions that we typically label as quote unquote negative that you likely have some story and belief to tell yourself. And I really want you to, to take some time today as you're listening to this podcast, either pausing it or taking a moment afterward to reflect on just a few of these, okay? Anger is a big one. <laughs> Mercy, we got some feedback about that as a child, didn't we? Resentment or jealousy. Those are also really common amongst kiddos. Not feeling like your opinion was going to influence the environment. 
another huge one as a child because (laughs) how much control really do you have as a child? Not much. You are at the mercy of the adults taking you places, speaking to you in certain ways. There's so many constructs that we build out because of that. So not being respected, not feeling like you were being listened to. Maybe your emotions were glossed over. Sadness. (laughs) I can think of some stories and experiences about times I felt sad and the feedback that I got from that and consequently built my beliefs around. That's all we're doing. We're just going to be detectives here for just a moment. And this is the healing work. Are you ready? This is where self-parenting comes in, right? First step of transformation is awareness. So we're going to understand what with this emotion, I tell myself typically this, I typically feel the secondary emotion, meaning the primary one is that first one I share that we typically identify as negative. The secondary would be shame or fear for feeling that feeling, embarrassment, guilt. That's that secondary emotion that, ooh, it carries a lot of weight on our shoulders, doesn't it? And this is what I really want you to lean into. And it just gives me chills talking to you about it right now because I know so many of you who are listening right now are going to do this work and you're going to have a breakthrough today. You're going to have something that's just going to click and make sense and you won't be carrying this burden anymore. I want you to speak out the words that you needed to hear as a child experiencing that emotion. Put your name in that phrase. Nina, it's okay that you feel angry. I understand why. Honey, you don't need to feel shame or guilt for being angry. I understand. I can see It's justified for you to feel angry and out of control right now. I get it. I'm so sorry that you felt anything else besides support when you felt angry. And I want you to feel angry as much as you need to. That's the words that I would share to myself. But I want you to take a moment right now and just imagine what a loving parent could say to you, you don't have to have it modeled. You don't ever have to have anyone say the quote unquote right words to you in your past to know what it would be like. I want you to just tune into your heart. If you were to be talking to that little self, mm, you guys, inner child work gets me every dang time. Because if we talk to ourselves like we talk to our children, to these sweet little ones who are just learning, we would have such a different emotional climate. I like the story that Abraham Hicks, one of my favorite personal development mentors and coaches shares. And they give this example that always strikes me. You know, when, a, when a small child, a little one-year-old is learning to walk And they stumble and they can't get their footing and they're unbalanced and they tip over and they take a few steps and fall. You don't turn to that child who's just learning and say, get up, you little dummy. You should be able to walk by now. Haven't you been trying to figure this out for nine months? Haven't you been practicing? You should be able to walk. We don't do that. 
gosh, it gives me like a sick feeling in my stomach, even thinking about talking to a toddler like that. You probably feel the same way hearing me say it. It's like, it elicits an emotional response because it's, it's so cruel. And yet through our learning process over the years, we translate some of what was said to us or not said to us. Neglect or lack of words can be just as harming as words. We continue to revise those words and regurgitate those words and those beliefs into our adulthood, even though on a conscious level, we don't think about that. We don't think that negatively about ourselves, especially when we think about the growth that we're going through every single day in our process of learning and understanding and loving ourselves. So I want you to just speak out, write out the words that you needed to hear as a child experiencing those emotions that elicit the most embarrassment, that elicit the most guilt, that elicit the most shame, because chances are they're centered around an emotion that had a certain response from the adults in your environment or those that were in your environment, children and otherwise. This is a huge part of self-parenting. Oh, I can just already feel how much of an emotional weight this is lifting for you. And it does for me too. It's such a good, sweet reminder that we have such a powerful influence over ourselves and our own healing. This is the work of self-parenting. It's creating safety for feeling. It's creating validation for feeling. This is creating support through feeling. This is creating encouragement through feeling. This is exhibiting active listening. This is exhibiting unconditional, meaning not related to the conditions of the situation or the emotion, love. That's what self-parenting looks like. And oh my goodness, can you imagine the kind of parent you would be if you were working from this kind of framework with yourself? Are you kidding me? What an impactful foundation. That is a parenthood and generations changed. That's the kind of parent I want to be to myself, to my children, to all the people that I love. Mm, Goodness, that feels so good. I had more I wanted to say, but I feel like this is where I want to stop. Self-parenting could change your life. It's a simple action that you can do every time you have a secondary emotion like shame, embarrassment that comes after a primary emotion. Pay attention to the messages that you're telling yourself and just take a beat, just stop and do the powerful self-parenting work of safety, validation, support, encouragement, and active listening, and just overall love unconditionally. It's a powerful work, and I believe in you. I'm rooting for you to do this work, the fight for self-love, and through the navigation, the waters, the roaring seas sometimes of your emotions is so worth it. And be that parent for yourself. Don't wait for a partner or a child, or an actual literal parent to do it for you, it's your job to be the primary emotional validator for yourself. And you can do it in this way. I believe in you. This is a big aspect of you being well. So let's go out and be well, shall we? 
Let's go live well, look well, be well, my friends. We'll see you next time. Thanks, friend, for tuning in today and investing in your own growth. I'm proud of you. Now, remember, personal development can be inspiring and uplifting to listen to, but won't change your life until you put the learning into practice. That's where my mentorship and coursework comes in. If you're looking for accountability and real results in your life right now, then I'm here to help. Head to my website, allthingsnina.com, and explore options that will best fit you, whether that's self-guided through prompts and coursework, or with my assistance through personalized wellness mentorship. Remember, your best well life awaits. You just have to build it. Let's do it together. I'm rooting for you. Thank you.